Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Pylon Show. What episode is this? Number 113. We just keep chugging along. Uh, sorry we couldn't make it last week. Uh, the producer on vacation, Cobra, needed uh, to see some family and everything. But we are back, and we've got a subject that I was, like, really ready to do. <laughs> uh, and uh, excited to have these guys on. So, first off, let me... Before I introduce that subject, let me just say thank you to all the patrons. Thank you for... Uh, supporting us and uh, check out patreon.com forward slash the pylon show. Yeah, there you go. So we're going to be talking about region lock uh, and whether or not that should remain. What what have been the positives? What have been the negatives? Uh, this is just like a, a place to open up the discussion. Uh I did try to get Solar on the show. Thank you, Special, for trying that. He was unable to do it. He's the best English speaker amongst the Korean pros. Uh, and we might do some more episodes in the future with other viewpoints and stuff. But I chose you two guys specifically for it because you both live in Korea. You're both friends with pro gamers out here. Uh, and you're both non-Korean. So I think it's like uh, we have a, a very interesting point of view. And of course, Juan, uh, Region Lock has definitely helped you quite a bit professionally. But you still play at the highest level amongst the Koreans as well. So I think that your your point of view will be good. Um, but yeah, that's that's what we're going to be talking about here today. And now that I've introed the subject, I realize I haven't introduced you guys. Special, how are you doing? Welcome back. Uh, what's up? What's up? Oh, I'm doing fine. And you? What about you guys? How are you, everyone doing? Hello. Thank you for having me here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah thanks. Thanks for getting up. Is this early for you? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit? <laughs> well, thanks. Yeah. Thanks for coming in. <laughs> And uh, E-Mini, Gemini, what is up? What's good? Thanks for having me on. I know that we're pulling, uh, we're both pulling a bit of a tasteless here, not able to get up usually this early, but we are here. And um, hopefully it'll be just, a, a good talk. I want to throw it out that it is 11 a.m. right now, so I don't feel yes. bad for you guys, even like a fucking tiny little bit. Uh, you should definitely be <laughs> up by now or you're wasting your lives. Okay. You're a fucking boomer guy <laughs> here. Yeah, man. I'm up before seven every single day. I didn't even get home last night. Man, like that's 11. when I'm going to bed. Oh my god, a crazy person. Not, not really. <sighs> All right. So region lock. Here's here's kind of. I mean, it's always something that's like reasonable to talk about. First off, what is region lock? Region lock is stopping the Koreans from playing in the tournament. All the tournaments in the world, right? Like they're basically allowed to play in only specified tournaments. Uh, why was this done? It was it was done to raise the level of the non-Korean scene because Koreans have always been dominant throughout StarCraft's history until very recently. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of like the 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 quick and dirty of it. Um, but the reason why I like really was starting to think about this, obviously, uh, you know, Apollo has been talking about how they're going to talk about next year and what's going to be going on there. Are they going to keep the region lock? Are they not? Uh, I thought that the dream hack uh, results that we saw were kind of like, oh God, the Koreans are really falling off here. Although in Ace Strong, they really brought it back and and dominated, you know, as uh, we're used to uh, for a lot of StarCraft's history. But I think it's just like an important subject for us to start talking about and getting used to because I, you know, this is this is the future of StarCraft Two that we're talking about, and the Korean scene is is shrinking. It's having a hard time in a lot of ways. So, yeah, I. I guess let's just get some of your initial thoughts on on the region lock, the state of it, and if it has done its job. Especially, I think it's a great place to start with you, right? Because 
you're like the 25 time champion of the lat am qualifiers <laughs> right you've you've obviously benefited a lot but at the same time it's not like you're not good enough to do that you play in gsl and stuff like that so what do you think has has the region lock done a good job with what it set out to do well you know actually i never paid so much attention to it as much people did but in a way it allowed so many people to develop like if the region lock was not there I feel like so many players that we know right now wouldn't probably play because there was no way to make money for those mm. people. So I feel like region lock in a way was good, but I'm not sure if it's good anymore. Mm. Okay, okay. A succinct answer. What do you think about how region lock has done so far as far as its like initial goals, Gemini? Yeah, I feel like... So so when region lock first came out way back in like 2014 or whatever it was or earlier, um, I was like, obviously mega not happy because uh, the I mean, I, I just like I, I've always liked the Korean scene more than foreign scene in general, just for whatever. I just always have been more interested in it. Mm -hmm. So and all my fa favorite players are always Korean. So um, I obviously did not like it and I was like super mega against it. I didn't think it was a good idea. I didn't think it was necessary, blah, blah, blah. You know, I was like, you know, if, if foreigners can't play well, then whatever, you know, fuck them. Like, <laughs> like get, get good, basically. Let's get, let's get good over here. Uh, but having gone through it for however many years now, it's, it's pretty clear that the, the thing that they were looking for, the benefit they were looking to get out of it did happen. Right. Because it did mm. foster a lot of, 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 um, it did foster a lot of actual talent to come out from these Western regions. Something that I honestly didn't really expect to happen in the to the extent that which it did when this first started. So I I think it did do its job of what it wanted to do of trying to uh, motivate players in their own regions to try and perform as best they can and practice and actually compete when they know they have something that they could actually achieve. Mm hmm when there's no Koreans, you know, there's no like, you know, BC tier Koreans just like flying out and then just, you know, ruffle stomping everyone and then going home. Uh, so to that extent, I think it's good. Now we're in the, in the, in a point where it's much different landscape. And so it's, yeah, it, it's the perfect time to, to revisit this. And, uh, it's, it, it feels, I don't know. There's, there's some complicated stuff I think about it for sure. But, um, overall, I feel like the, the job that it was trying to do was good. And it, mm. and it did it. Yeah, it's it, I guess we had different levels of um, of region locking through the years. So, of course, at the very beginning, if you could get the plane ticket, you could just fly and play any tournament and everything was very Korean dominated at that point. Uh, and then we had that the weird WCS thing where they made three GSLs, the North American, the European and the Korean. And that was probably overall the worst esports move, in my opinion, ever made in StarCraft 2. Uh, because it basically took all the players that were famous in Korea, the foreign teams sponsored them and got them visas in other countries. They dominated those areas and lost a lot of the skill that they had and kind of made the Korean scene weaker by, by leaving. So that was kind of bad. And then we went into the hard region lock, uh, which we've been in for quite some time now. And I mean, obviously, we've seen the rise of a lot of players. Uh, there's some like special in Scarlet that I think we're always going to rise because they've spent so much time in korea so maybe it's but i mean it's obviously benefited you two as well uh but then we've seen the rise of some other players like 
uh, you know, Neeb obviously doing a great job, but he spent a lot of time in Korea as well. And then, of course, Serral, you know, being the the really big name. I feel like Region Lock was almost made to create Serral. <laughs> what do you guys think about that? Uh, pretty much. See, if you kept, kept it the way it was, they would be like, as Jamie and I said, like, what do you want, 30 Koreans flying to tournaments? Mm-hmm. And then you would never make like a return like a returnment of your time as a pro gamer in the foreigners right mm. so that's why that was that's why you see like players in Europe right now that that were able to uh, appear because the region not because without the region not they use they wouldn't be playing I'm pretty sure I'm pretty I'm 100% certain about that certainly that has to be the case for some amount of of pros because i wonder about this sometimes like Cyril is is so good would he have been able to get to this level without the region lock because i actually i commentated like uh him in like 2013 or something when he was a little kid against supernova in a dream hack and i actually went back and watched that vod recently and in the vod i'm like this guy is going to be one of the very best foreigners there's no question like he is looking so good like he's approaching the game exactly correctly so it's like this he had that talent he had you know he was playing these tournaments would players like him have still risen up or was the region lock really needed to have a full base of people that won't play if there's not money there do you know what i'm what i'm getting at here like what i'm asking because there's some people that are going to play no matter what and then of course there are players where it's like okay you need to be able to make a living here to to put in the time and effort Mm, well, I feel like then you need to know person by person deeply. Mm-hmm. But I, I obviously don't know. But it would definitely be a lot harder and a lot much more complicated to be able to be a pro mm. if there was no region lock in the Western, especially. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I guess you can compare it a little bit to the Brood War scene where it's like there's no real money and yeah, exactly. zero region locking going on, and there's just like no one. Can put in the time and effort to become exactly. pro level it's like zero percent it's like what the mm. point yeah yeah i guess that makes sense all right i feel so, like i feel like for na yeah. it's definitely pretty decent too because like eu obviously is where you see like the big powerhouses that are coming out but like na for example like astrea i mean that, that this is a more recent thing uh compared to a lot of the other pro players that have been doing so well recently like neeb and stuff like that Neeb is also a little bit more with just uh, he, he finished he finished school, so he was able to go full time. And then that's when he blew up. But like Estrella as well, someone that uh, probably felt it was worth it to actually come back again because he, he was he was pretty good for a while. But then he kind of mm-hmm. like stopped playing for quite a bit. And then he came back like a year and a half or so ago. And then he just blew up coming over to Korea. And now that he has WCSNA that he could fully easily compete in without having to to worry about it. even though he technically could he could he could go head to head with a lot of these koreans out here like he's mm-hmm. definitely that good now but still like having that motivation to know that okay i do have this 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 tournament that i can play in that i know i will be able to do well in it's it's just a good mm-hmm. thing for that so like it 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 definitely helped in over there as well however just to a lesser extent just because the na player pool in general is much more shallow compared to eu so you don't see it uh where you have like you know just a million rainers harstoms uh or uh, rainer serils clems you know harstoms all those people so um yeah it's still pretty good in a in a in na as well Mm. um so 
overall, like we we sometimes hear from Korean players when they when they take the time to you know say something somewhat publicly about their thoughts on the region lock. Uh, obviously, Solar has been someone who we've gotten information out uh, because he is the the best English speaker amongst the top level pros and everything. But you guys obviously are both friends with lots of pro gamers. Uh, what is the general feeling uh, amongst Korean pros about the region lock? Has it changed over time? Uh, just give us any information you have with that. Uh, well, I, they obviously never liked it, ever. Mm. They always were against it because at the end of the day, it's just, okay, now you can't play less tournaments. <laughs> you cannot play this tournament anymore. Mm -hmm. Go away. So, like, they obviously never liked it. And I don't think they really cared about, like, to understand why it was implemented. They was like, well, I can't play. I hate, I hate this. It's not fair. Mm -hmm. Especially because we can play in the GSL, right? Mm -hmm. They were really even more, they were especially salty after that. So, but I mean, what can I do? There's nothing I can do, right? I just follow the rules. Yeah, so. yeah, of course. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the yeah, the general consensus obviously is that Koreans will not like things that prevent them from playing the game. So uh, that, that's generally generally not good from their point of view. Uh, I do know uh, specifically. I talked to I talked to Hero about this a lot, Liquid Hero, um, mm -hmm. because he was always really against it. Um, obviously, he's retired now; he doesn't play anymore. Um, but the the region locking stuff did really. It, it it benefited it benefited him for a bit and then it kind of backfired on him right because he was really mm -hmm. the one that did really well when it was the 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 one that you said you did not like a lot yeah uh, artosis with the they could just kind of come over to the different regions and be fine because he 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 farmed up na for a little bit and he did really well there for a season or a couple seasons but then when it got hard locked back to korea and he had to come back to korea that also timed out when legacy came out and he didn't really have a good play style with legacy so that's just kind of like absolutely gutted any motivation to play so region locking he's he's told me is like a solid reason for why he did not want to play anymore so mm -hmm. there's there's definitely other stories of that around as well where the 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 forced region lock back just kind of some of the the more mid mid or you know the the b or c tier players just said like you know whatever okay congratulations blizzard i don't want to do this anymore <laughs> I guess just uh, over over time, they've seen the rise of a lot of foreign players that can actually challenge, you know, obviously, especially Serral. Uh, is there like a a connection between the two for them? Like the I, I just I wonder if they've ever said anything like that with you where it's like, oh, damn, that region lock, like they're getting really good now. Like, let us back in that type of thing. Is there that feeling? Because I get I get that. OK, yeah, it was kind of disjointed, like basically since the. Uh, the non-Korean players are so strong now and can win those championships. Is there an added feeling of come on, like let the the region lock off? Because that's that's personally what I'm getting. I think a lot of people are getting where it's like, okay, the the region lock kind of did its job. We have a bunch of players that are good enough to play in GSL. There's a bunch of foreigners that can make it into GSL at this point, right? It, you know, so why not just let everyone play everything? Well, they, do they have that additional feeling now that the foreigners are so strong? They they do, but if you let everyone play everything, you have to be really careful because there's still like only like maybe five foreigners that can really compete with Koreans in online. It's, it's completely different to play online and land. People mm -hmm. seem to not understand that. 
So if you region lock everything and let's say let's say by some random reason the COVID ends and then every tournament is offline again. Uh realistically to play in the GSL, you have to leave here, right? Like mm -hmm. you cannot just travel back and forth. It's not real realistic. But Dreamhack, let just let's say there's like a Dreamham Toronto. Dreamham Toronto is a weekend tournament that anyone can play. If you on Rio look so that everyone can play, you're gonna see like all the whatever whatever 25 Koreans that are good at the game fly there. And I'm pretty sure of the top 32, which is where you get paid some some kind of money, you, you will see at least 20 Koreans there. Mm. I don't know the spots, I'm saying 20 Koreans. So you will actually do the backwards thing and kind of kill the the foreigners in in a way. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. You need to be yeah. really careful what what you do. Because it's not, as mm -hmm. I say, it's not the same to play. Even guys like I don't know. Give me some example of like a round of thirty-two player. Turn, I, I don't know some round thirty-two player, like Bunny know. or something, or yeah, those, those guys are very good. They're very, very, very good. Yeah, they they comparable to like top European players in my opinion. Mm -hmm. So you need to be careful. Sorry, what was the what was the main point you said about you have to be careful about what I I, I, I would open and just allow like everyone to go to like let's say there's a drink hack Toronto next year like COVID is and we can all fly and then everyone can sign up for a tournament and then you have every single Korean sign up and fly there then you will end up like back in like back in the day that <clears throat> you will have like now you have more foreigners that will be able to compete but you would kill like any foreigner pro gamer that's not like Top top level, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. I thought you were talking about GSL for a second. I was like, wait, I was confused. But yeah, um, I would say I I agree on that. However, um, I think lifting the region lock, a lot of so I don't know if we were gonna mention this at some point, but I guess I'll just bring it up. I feel like the the thing that a lot of people forget when we mention lifting the region lock is it's not like this sudden fix to korea people people like see korea scene dying they're like oh korean scenes dying there's no none uh you know there's the players can't compete they they don't get money they, they only get to play in x tournaments per year mm. lift the region lock then we can fix korea but all that that's going to do is allow the people that are already winning the most that have the sponsors to be able to fly mm. out that's just going to let them win more so it essentially just continues to top heavy the 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 distribution of where the prize pool is going because the 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 players that really need this boost which are the b and c tier players the ones that are you know rata 32ers or not even qualifying mm -hmm. in a gsl those players are not going to be able to come to these tournaments anyway assuming the assuming the you know the normalcy of no corona uh they would not be able to come to these events anyway or it would be very difficult for them to and if they do, there's going to be not as many of them that will like just lifting the region lock by itself isn't necessarily going to fix anything. It might be the the thing we need to do on the path to fix everything, but mm. that alone is not it. So there there needs to be more discussion to it than simply just lifting the re you can't just be like, OK, yeah. region yeah. lock's gone. Let's go. Boom. Korea saved, boys. Let's go. Like, that's, that's not how it's going to work. So uh, totally. I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious about what especially Apollo is going to bring out in the in the thing that he said that the, the DreamHack or uh, ESL is going to talk about in like the next month or so whenever that ends up getting dropped. So I'm sure. Yeah, no, totally. This. And that's actually kind of why I want to have the pilot show, because I think it's not a simple lock unlock type of thing. Like, what do we do here? 
I want to quickly give a stat for exactly what Special said a moment ago, where if you have a bunch of Koreans fly over, you know, the top, they'll they'll flood out the top of a tournament. So I'm looking at Katowice, right? That was the last LAN tournament yeah, that we had. In the top 20 players, it is 15 Koreans and five foreigners. And the foreigners are kind of the players you'd expect. A Laser, you Special, Rainer, Showtime, and Serral. <laughs> so it's like... Yeah, those five and then 15 Korean players. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And exactly. how many advanced to the next round? Like, I think only Sarah advanced to the next round. Yeah, like, it looks like, no, Showtime made Showtime top 12. Well. And then, yeah, you, you Rainer, and a laser fell out in like top 16-ish, top 20. And then Sarah made it to top four. So yeah, it's, uh, it, definitely, it definitely lopsides in that way. People, um, people don't understand it's not the same thing to play online and offline. They see like mm -hmm. all these online results. And they get baffled by it, but it's, it's really not the same to play online and offline. It's that is that is a hundred percent true. Like really, really, really is someone who still enjoys play tournaments. It is completely different playing online and offline. Experience is such a factor for offline play. Can I get an opinion really quick, special? Yeah. When you when you say that, what exactly are you pointing to by saying it's it's a difference? And the and people commenting about online results don't know. Like, what exactly are you are you alluding to? Well, I mean, looking to like people saying like, well, now the foreigners are the best players and the Koreans are just bad. I'm like, I don't think so. Yeah, like for, for what reason? Like, what, why do you think they're saying that? Well, because the foreigners win like, uh, they do well in like the season finals and stuff like that. But it's just not the same. Yeah, like what's not the same? That's what I mean. Like, is it like the, the is it like the ping stuff? Is it the fact that uh, they don't care about like, online tournaments? What, no, what? no, they, they, they care. But it's like, the time zone is terrible. Ping is awful, and when you play offline, the nerves are so much higher for like, especially for people that don't have that much experience playing offline. And mm -hmm. when you play offline, also the how to explain. I, I feel when you play offline, you you were you're able to put more more pressure into your opponent when you do little stuff. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's much easier to make mistakes offline than online. Yeah, yeah, I was just yeah, I'm just curious because I yeah, I always see all these a bunch of people always saying too that like you know like they, there's there's like the there's like the two different circle jerks right there's the the circle jerks of people saying like oh three a.m. for Korea oh ping it's only affecting Korea and then there's the anti jerk where it's like like the the Korean finally wins and then they're just like oh it's only three a.m. it's only you know it's only nine p.m. for Europeans like they they go back and forth so like I'm I'm curious if like you actually think that what the what the difference is because. I think it's it's like reasonable for both sides because like they, there's the there's the ping argument because then you know Koreans don't play on ping like ever like they don't usually ever need to so like they're not used to it but then Europeans maybe do it a little bit more so then I don't know but I was just I was just curious that's all I I, I agree with that like really really heavily in my opinion um, offline play is the ultimate test of skill that's it right there like if you win offline. You're, you know, the sitting there actually playing with perfect ping against your opponent in that type of tournament setting. That's like ultimate, like everyone can just play to their fullest and there is a ton of pressure and it's like, okay, this is, this is really it. Whereas online, obviously it's really good and everyone's trying their best and stuff, but you know, sitting in your house and then the differences in ping and things like that, I think do, they do change it to some degree for sure. Right. Um, yeah, okay, so let's let's get back to the actual uh, thing about the, the regional. Because, you know, a, a part of what we're looking at here is the Korean scene is 
really shrinking at this point. Um, we've we've got GSL. It used to be round of thirty two. Now we're at round of twenty four. A lot of people going back to military, going to military. Some people coming back from the military. So that's that's good. That's helpful. We don't really have a big scene rising up, and that's something that you you mentioned, Gemini, where it's like, okay, well, even if you unregion lock, this is the rich getting richer. It's like who's going to actually fly over? Uh, that's that's right. not necessarily helping the base of the scene. Would region lock have anything to do with the base of the scene? In fact, removing region lock, letting people like you special get into GSL might actually hurt the base of the Korean scene, do you think? Mm. One less Korean mm. that gets into GSL. I mean, I like it. I want you to play, but... <laughs> what, 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 I don't get the question. Can you repeat? I don't understand. Okay, so basically with the Korean scene, right? You, you have the top pro gamers that are always doing fine. People like Maru and TY mm -hmm. and Rogue who are winning tons of money and winning tournaments. But as soon as you go down a little bit, we're like missing a huge level. Like you can see this in Europe where there's just a lot of very good B tier pros. In Korea, it really doesn't feel that way. In fact, a lot of the guys that we know that are high level amateur players don't even show up to GSL qualifiers. So I'm just I'm like, why why is this? Like what what is it? How how do we help that to to fix the scene? Does region lock have anything to do with this? Uh I think it's mostly that they don't have tournament to play, man. Being straight straight honest, like if you have what you have five tournaments per year that realistically you can only qualify for three, it's like why do I even bother? They don't mm -hmm. have like an actual it's just the way it is. You don't have an actual reason to play, you know, as a Korean, if you're not like a top player, in my opinion. Mm. Like you don't, you are not making any money at all. And while passion is great, passion doesn't feed you, right? Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's the sad truth, but it's just the way it is, I think, in my opinion. Mm. Yeah, I feel like the general state of SC2 in Korea right now is just. I, I almost feel like the more I the more I always think about this, I, I'll, I'll you know get into discussions with people about this every now and then. The more I think about it, the more I feel like it's just inevitably doomed, and I feel very negative for saying that. <laughs> like it's mm. it's so hard because the like I said before, lifting the region lock alone doesn't actually fix necessarily the the core of the problem. The core of the problem mm. is that there are not enough new blood Koreans, like you said, coming into the scene to fill up the the GSL. Um, we can, we can get rid, we can, uh, force region lock in Korea, which, and that would make it so, you know, like special. And whenever Scarlet's here or Australia are here and other players, they can't play in GSL. So then boom, more spots go to Koreans that will help out a tiny bit. Sure. Mm. What the problem though, then is, is that it's only helping like, you know, one or two or three extra slots. And then outside of that, who else is even going to play? Because these GSL qualifiers, they're not even getting filled up with players that would really be able to play much anyway. And people always will say, you know, okay, then bring back Code A. Let's bring Code A back. And then that will be able to, you know, players can get some motivation and play like that. Same with how they did with region locking. You can get Code A, boom, Korean seed fixed. Again, who's playing in it? Because if you look at the GSL qualifier list, the players that don't make it cannot fill up a Code A bracket or yeah. code a full code a, code a tournament it would basically be just like an olimo league of people to mm -hmm. to play for like you know at you know for four for four <laughs> hours and 
then the the other argument would be, well, oh, well, if the tournament actually existed, then more people would be motivated to play. Would they, though? Because <laughs> mm. then you look at uh, if you look at Korea GM rankings after, you know, you get to like 6K, 6K and 6.1, 6.2. That's about what you consider to be like, you, you can qualify for GSL at like, the, you know, the bare minimum. You can barely get in there. The amount of players that that is and then below that is like. There's not a lot of them. There's not very many of them. So like you would literally have to be trying to pull people out of what they're doing. You know, you need to be able to literally force them. Hey, you stop your job. Stop your full time job. Mm. You we have a we have a 3000 prize pool tournament that you can play in that maybe will then make you motivated enough to go into Codes where you can then be, win a lot of money. You need to stop all you're doing and train hard. Get to Korean GM. Get 6K on ladder. Boom. How you l l come on in. Let's do it. And so like. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's like the you, you need the, the 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 amount needed to try and motivate more people to play feels really huge and the more the more you think of the more i think about it it's like wh what can we what is there possibly that we could do like there's just not enough interest in korean se2 right now to get new people in that is my that is my general opinion and yeah. will region lock fix help to fix it possibly but there, again, th th where's that extra piece? We don't, we don't, I don't know what it is. You just need more. That's my rant. You just need more tournaments, like back in the day. Like back in the day, you had Pro League, you had uh, SSL, you had GSL, and you had like tournaments that you could fly to. So that they, there was a lot of stuff you could do. But nowadays, mm. as a Korean, you can do what you can do: Olimo League, Olimo League, and EPT. I haven't seen a Kung Fu Cup in a while, so there's no more. Yeah, those, those, I guess. Those. They're doing them. They're doing them. Oh, they are? They yeah, are yeah. just they, one, uh, one today, for example. Okay. And GSL. So the only tournament you can play offline is GSL. So it's like, is it really worth it if you're not a top player? Of course not. Like you cannot ever make any kind of splash other than GSL. So practicing three months for one tournament seems kind of pointless. So in a way, I really feel terrible. And that's mm -hmm. only because their nationality, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. It just sucks. Generally, no, lifting the, 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 the rigid log wouldn't, wouldn't just fix that. It just is the reality of StarCraft 2 right now, in my opinion. Mm. Wow. Kind of dark views. I can't disagree with what you guys are, are saying in regards to the Korean scene, though, unfortunately yeah what well what would you do for the whole the discussion of region lock in general because it's kind of interesting how this has shifted from uh you know the questions of like oh is this fair to the korean players to be locked out of overseas into you know maybe the koreans need more korean only tournaments but do you guys have any ideas as far as like what would be a way to approach starting to make this a, a, a healthier thing for Korean players? Mm. I know it's a big question, <laughs> but like, <laughs> I mean, you two are uniquely qualified to speak to this uh, to some degree. What could you like? Okay, Gemini, you start first. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that like, this is, this is like kind of what I've been saying, right? Let's like, yeah. 
I, I am missing that piece. Like, I really want to know what what that piece is. Like, I've been I've been trying to think of what the hell this thing could possibly be. Like, I, I've coasted my own like tournaments. That special always tries to nag me about trying to get on, even though I literally <laughs> call it a Korean invitational tournament. It's like, bro, why am I not invited? I'm like, show me your birth certificate. Where's your Korean residency, buddy? Like, easy, easy ticket in. But like, so I, I like I've even tried, you know, I try to help out by doing those types of tournaments, um, you know, Ollie League and all those other tournaments. The there's all the plenty of uh, the the ITAX stuff, all like the, the, the Africa World, all these there's all these tiny little indiv uh, individual online tournaments that are awesome to, to help out with the, the Korean scene and whatnot. But um, the problem again, the problem is that we, we, we just we need to bring new blood in and what mm. actually does bring new blood in. Like and you know to just kind of keep going with the rant a little bit like the the code a might might work maybe it will maybe it will actually motivate more than I they say it's just like how I was wrong with uh, the initial region locking thinking that it wouldn't actually motivate enough people to play maybe code a or some other bigger actual small like bigger small time tournament would actually get more Korean people interested but it's really hard to 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 think that it would just looking at the, the general state of Korean gaming here like you go to a PC bong back when you know it wasn't illegal to do so with corona <laughs> and uh everyone's <laughs> playing league everyone's playing league everyone's playing overwatch there's pub huge for a while you go in if you see one person playing brood war that's awesome like you'd see like a person playing brood war maybe two starcraft 2 fuck no <laughs> you don't see anyone yeah. playing starcraft 2 in a PC bong ever um they, like kids don't don't want to play them. They they play mobile games. All, so many of them play mobile games now. All my students they play mobile games. None of them want to play. Not, barely any of them play PC games. Like, it's it's just hard to to find to to think to, to think that there's like something that would actually really want to draw them away from work from school, to be like okay let's drop everything let's let's practice eight hours a day to then maybe get two thousand dollars from this tournament you know, uh, every four months. Mm -hmm. Great career choice, mom. I I'm sorry. Your 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 views of me being a doctor, me me being a me being a dentist, not happening. Sorry, I'm gonna go get three k every two months. And uh, yeah, there we go. Yeah, should not realistic anymore. Like you have to have like pro teams. If pro teams were still around, then yes, I can see it. Mm. That the moment, well, you know, you guys know what happened. Uh, the moment yeah. that happened. Is when the Korean scene died, in my opinion. Well, it didn't die. It just it it, be, it became stagnant to the point that you cannot get new players. Mm -hmm. And it was it was forcing coming because, unfortunately, in Korea you have to go to the military. Because if you didn't have to go to the military, we still have more players, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. A lot of people just wouldn't retire. Yeah, like. I can think like five for just now. Gumiho, Hero, Classic. Mm -hmm. like those people will be still play. I'm pretty yeah. sure. I, I think a lot of players too. Uh, some of the guys that have kind of half come back, like Bomber. Like imagine if he never had to stop. Like yeah. he'd, probably, he'd probably be at a higher level or something, right? Yeah. So it's stopping like for what, two years and then coming back? That thing is not easy, man. No, it's not. No. Well, yeah, this is kind of a depressing episode, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> You bring it up, yeah. No, it's, well, I it's mean, the, it's, the, it's the inherent, about. it's the inherent root of the problem. Like the region locking is is the thing, but the the unfortunate reality is the the side effects of Korea. 
and what is happening to it because it, it's all it's literally it, it's basically all korea right now because you know western scene yes we answered the question region lock boom it's fixed re, it's fixed western scene we have sarah we have rainer we have everybody so now what's up with korea because that's that's the that's just it's, well that's the it's, next it's, one that needs attention that's exactly it, for sure yeah it, it almost so we don't feels know like it, yeah it, it feels like it's inevitable that the Korean scene is heading towards something like the old uh, Warcraft three scene. Like, I don't know if you guys followed it like way, way back, but at some, it was just like basically the same group of pros all the time. Right. And like, they just, they don't really need to retire. Right. I mean, happy and grubby are both still really good, <laughs> you know, like, and obviously like things have changed a bit in Warcraft three nowadays. It's not what I'm saying, but like, there are esports where this has occurred. Uh, Quake would be another one where it's like, yeah, we just have the same 16 pros playing every single tournament and it's still it's still good. People still like it. It feels like that's going to happen to the Korean scene, even though we have turnover uh, in the in the West. Right. Like we see climb rising up right now really, really strongly. Uh, and I, there's other names that we see down there that are like, OK, these guys are still coming up. But as as far as the Korean scene, it's just it, from what you guys are saying, from what I've experienced. That's what it feels like we're going towards, right? Where it's like, yeah, we're going to have a handful of really good Korean players. But what do we do with that? <laughs> like, how do we how do we keep that going? Like, actually, something that gave me hope, like a lot of hope, actually, was the China League. Mm -hmm. The China League. That gave me a lot of hope, and it was doing well. And then this year, I know for a fact they were going to do, like, the rule that you don't need a Chinese player anymore. So that gave me even more hope. Because mm. then you could act stuff like that. I say team is the most important thing for a player. Because at least if you don't win a tournament or whatever, or you know, you still have like a way to make income, right? Yeah. But nah, I don't know what will happen with the China League. I mean, I know it's still gonna go next year. I'm pretty sure. But what really killed the hype for some Chinese teams, for what I know, is that police are kind of just pull the trigger and it's like, okay, we don't care about anymore right so like a lot of like if i was um a team owner and i see that from a game i'm like why would i ever keep going with this game you know unless i love mm -hmm. it so for example the Bra brave star brave star team that you disbanded i talked to dream the other day he was like yeah I i'm really sad about this it's gonna be hard to find a new team like imagine I, I don't know. I'm just. I'm trying to. What I'm trying to say is that if that move didn't happen, plus the Korean, the China League being able, anyone that you don't need a Chinese player, then I could see like more Korean players getting into there as well. But I don't know. Just hard to think exactly what's up, in my opinion. Mm. Yeah, the create the the team stuff is massive. Like Pro League was the biggest thing the biggest motivator of any player basically out here back mm. when it was back when it was a thing there there are literally people that are more that were more invested in winning their single best of one for pro league than doing well in the gsls and stuff like that because of how much it meant to the teams and stuff like that um so like the create that the chinese league was pretty sick and yeah, the, the 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 thing about teams just not being interested anymore, it does it really does suck because even though we have confirmed at least two more years with the 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 EPT stuff, the ESL stuff, obviously that doesn't affect um that doesn't directly affect 
Korea and China in the same exact way. I mean, it it does because you know China is still part of that, but like not for the team league stuff. Like that's a little bit different. Um, and so yeah, we don't really have those teams that are like super mega invested. So like Brave Star dropping out. Uh, team NV, the the one that that just picked up Maru Creator SOS, um, is apparently like one of those passion project kind of things, right? Because like yeah, the, the main. Project. Yeah, the, the main owner, like, like he even put it on his Instagram thing or whatever, saying, like, you know, I just really want to support players, blah, 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 blah. So it's like, that's kind of what, that's what's left, right? Mm. Like, Jen Air, Jen Air's gone, gone. The last Kespa team is gone. The, the, the official end of Korean team house dominance era is over. And what picks it up, it pick, it's picked up by a basically. And this, this is not meant to, to bash the team, of course. I'm, I'm like super happy that they're willing to do it. But like it is basically picked up by a passion project guy that has uh, seemingly a good financial situation that he's able to do this. Not mm -hmm. We have to then rely on that for the rest of the Korean scene. Is that what we're, we're saying? Like, obviously, there's there's a problem there. So it's well, it is a big hit for sure. If you look at, like, I, I mean, I mean, okay, what's the name? China Team League, right? I'm gonna, I'm gonna look at, I'm gonna, it's the same thing in China Team League, but at least there were some like legit teams that were for for other for other games as well. But we're going that way as well for this Chinese Team League. I'm, I'm looking up the teams exactly because I know all of them. So TSG Gaming, you remember that, right? That's a real team, and they mm -hmm. just basically disappear from StarCraft too. LP is the same thing. That's a real team. Mm -hmm. In Big Two Gaming, it's always been like a Chinese team. So yep. that's fine. Then my team, Chivo died. Brave Star Gaming just disappeared. Kaisi Gaming is a project, a passion project. Same with DPG. That's another passion project. Oh, is it? Okay. So as you can see, like Alpha X is a foreigner team. They died late came in. Just never paid the players. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. <laughs> and J Team GP is like a passion project, in my, I think, as well, right? I mean, you're in that team, but I'm pretty sure that's a passion project as well. Kind of, yeah. So it's like, as you can see, like, realistically, there were two, three teams on the whole league. That I'm talking about this year. That were, like, from China that had, that had like, other games stuff going on. Mm -hmm. And they actually all disappeared now. All of them. So it's like, if you think about it. So it's a what you're saying basically is as a business, it's not it making make sense. sense. No, it doesn't. It's they all passion projects. So, mm -hmm. I mean, yes, it's inevitable that unless something dramatically change, there we're just gonna be in passion projects or some, some something I always thought make no sense, and I never understood why it didn't happen. It's like for every, for like a big, big, big organization, let's just say, I don't know, something like G2, to pick mm -hmm. up one StarCraft 2 player. So I don't think, the StarCraft 2 players are not expensive, and the, the exposure you get in StarCraft 2 is not that bad, you know? It's so good, yeah. No, yeah. StarCraft 2 exposure is actually, it's good. This is a good demographic. It's like older fans that, you know, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, a, it's a group that doesn't necessarily watch your other games. So, like, if there was a way for that to happen, that could that was something I always, always, and never understood. Like, for example, you know, Ants have zero, or like Team Liquid has. Well, Team Liquid has a lot of players. But like, I'm saying, like, 
teams of that caliber that are, have very big presence in other games to pick one StarCraft 2 player because they do it with other games like for Smash or stuff like fighting games, you know? So it's, it just... If that happened, that could have been really good for anywhere. The Korean scene, the... But that, that never happened, so that's a little bit sad. Mm. Yeah, I, that's, that's why I also like love TL so much as well right now, too, with the fact that they did continue to invest into it again with ESL doing their, their stuff, um, being that mega esport team now like they're literally insane <laughs> like they literally have like entire clothing brands and all that crap like you think back you know if this was like 2011 like you see the stuff that they have now you just be losing your mind uh so like i i agree on that hugely like i i think like having a g2 imagine like imagine like fanatic coming back and just signing like a single player like with yeah. how big they are like it they, they don't care the the, the money is like like surely mm. Like I, I know what some of these players are are getting a salary. Like for the, one of those top teams, like it's nothing, dude. Like let let's let's be real. Like how like that's such a good point, special. Like yeah, it would be saying. it would have been so good if yeah, just a single player, just like a tiny bit. It would have boosted yeah. so much interest. I I think and yeah, of course. Yeah, that's such a that's such a good point. I really yeah. I, that is. I, I think that's a good. That seems a good like thing. a a missed opportunity in a way now that you're bringing it up because sometimes i hear about like oh they're paying five million dollars to buy out this player's contract to be able to pay him a million dollars a year to play the game and i'm like that's <laughs> no one in starcraft is making anywhere near that and <laughs> our viewership is not that bad yeah it's what i say like is what you can if, I mean, it's not too late for that to happen, but it's just mm. I, I'm not a I'm not a businessman, so I don't know how to approach stuff like that, you know. Mm -hmm. And imagine I don't know all these Korean players or all these foreign players for for that matter. They're not they don't know how to approach organizations like that. So like, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm pretty sure it's possible, but it's hard. It's not that simple. So yeah, but that that's something because imagine just just imagine we're playing like a GSL. And every single player is on a, on a different team from a somewhat known or different organization. Mm -hmm. And they all just make like a little tweet, you know? Like even, even people that don't play StarCraft will get more interested to StarCraft. Those teams have big, have huge, like, following, you know? Yeah, yeah, some if you're of, a fan of a team, of, yeah. They normally watch, well, not normally, but some of those people just watch whatever they're playing on, even if they don't understand. And then you get people like that. But, I, I agree with this so hard. <laughs> I'm yeah, uh, so That's hard something I've been thinking for like two years. And I, I even tried it for a bit because I got into, I got, for example, into, uh, I don't know if you guys remember when I was in Team Extent. That's a Mexico League of Legends team, basically. So they were, they showed some interest, in, some interest in about it. But I, like, I feel like as a player, as that's kind of, the fault of players as well. They don't know how to approach organizations as well. I, I'm, mm. I might not include it. We don't know how to do that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Well, especially if you take, for instance, any top player. If you're a top StarCraft player, the amount of time you spend on that, you don't have time to learn about this other crap, like yeah. how to approach a team and make a business plan for them to sponsor you and stuff. That's like just outside, uh, you know, of of what is possible with the amount of hours put in, really. Right. 
Yeah. Let's get let's get let's get our big esports orgs. Let's go dip your dip your toes. That's literally all that's needed. Only your toe into the SC2 pool. Let's do it. And also <laughs> Team Liquid Sign Trap. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, he doesn't need, well, imagine he joined Fnatic. Fnatic Fnatic Trap. Would you be mad? That would that? also be hype as fuck. Yes. That would be but cool. also but but also Team Liquid Sign Trap. <laughs> oh okay i was like wait what are you spoilering like what happened here that's crazy wow no no no, no. I, I i'm literally i'm literally asking them i'm literally asking them please do it yeah. <laughs> please no that would be cool though like to get some of these top guys signed where it's like they might be the world champion next year you don't know yeah you don't know i mean the, like, the beauty it's not only that it would it would have done so much back in the day and still now mm. yeah it is what it is yeah i guess so Wow, uh, really interesting uh, point of view there, though, Juan, like bringing that to light. That's definitely something that I think people are missing out on. Kind of funny to be on this side of it and be like, ah, oh, they're missing out on us. But also we're missing <laughs> out on them, right? That's yeah, a, yeah, a, it's a two-way street. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, well, I guess it, the last thing I can think to really kind of ask you guys uh, about the topic, because I know we've kind of deviated around and talked a lot about um, you know, the, the Korean scene and, and what it needs for strengthening. I just wonder if both of you guys were in charge, if both of you guys were in like Apollo's spot and in charge of the decision of what to do region-wise for next year, would you change anything? What what, what would you be be looking at to, to make things better? I can tell you what I would do. Okay. I, can tell you. I think this is the best idea you can have. You will lift the region lock, but not completely. This is what we do. So you will have the the schedule. So GSL is a little bit ahead of the tournaments. Mm -hmm. And you will right now it's round of twenty four and then round of sixteen, right? So there's like two. You would allow people that lost in the round of twenty four or didn't advance to round of eight. So that would be like what twelve players. You allow those people to play in the overseas tournament, but not the the guys that are in run of eight or plus. Oh, wait! Can you say that again? I totally oh. zoned out. So there's run of twenty four and run of sixteen. So the 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 two people that lost in the run of sixteen and the run of twenty four people, you allow those people to play in the overseas tournament, but not the run of eight above. Of the current GSL, so you need you need to make the schedule so the GSL is a little bit ahead of the Damn. the actual tournament. You know, well, you know I, I don't that's... care what they say about you. You're pretty smart, special. Like that's <laughs> I like that idea a lot. Yeah, that actually the best because if you use open, everything's bad as well. No, that, that it makes so much sense, right? Because. And you can you can make the line like people losing around a twenty four, people that losing around a sixteen, but like. Yeah, around round of eight, like you're making good money. And those are the players that would dominate anyways, right? Those are the players that like only Serral and Rainer are going to have a chance against or something like that, right? Like those are, it's it's Trap and Maru and Rogue and and those people. I like the, it's a really clever idea because it really strengthens and gives more money to that lower tier Korean pro, which is so important. No. And then that suddenly becomes, it's like, oh, okay, if I make it into round of 24 suddenly i can go to these other events or even i guess if you didn't play gsl would yeah, you be able to go to 
Yeah, yeah, of course. But I, I see people in the chat saying, well, then you just lose on purpose. No, that doesn't make any sense. You still need to travel. That costs money. Yeah. And there's no guarantee that you're going to win. And yeah. GSL has better price pool. So it's just yeah. an incentive for Korean players. to, Even if you lose, you still have something to do. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I like the idea a lot. Damn. I mean, that's what I, I actually just came up with that right now, but I know I'm smart. <laughs> Apollo, <laughs> listening, <laughs> talk to this man. Because I also know that the GSL doesn't want to bury its foreigners for no play. I know that for a fact because every time. Oh, yeah. They were, it is the way. When the foreigner plays, there's bigger viewership for the GSL. It's just yeah. the way it is because it's more exciting. No Mm -hmm. well, no, that there's more fans as well from foreigners than Koreans. It's just the way it is. But I feel like the Koreans need some more than just one tournament a year. So this is like the best thing I could think of that would actually be not a completely kill the foreigner scene as well. Because you don't want that as well. The foreigner scene is doing well. It's healthy. There's players coming up. You don't want mm -hmm. them to also just not be able to play. Because mm -hmm. if you open it, everything, you have, as I say, 20 Koreans that are going to come and it's going to be Katowice over and over and over. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you, you, I should mention as well, I see Fear Dragon in the chat uh, mentioning about the global finals and stuff. Right now, during the year of COVID, obviously we have like a very different system, uh, which right. is not is not anywhere near region lock like the previous years. And what we hope, you know, is coming back is the live events. But yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah, no, I, I love your your point though there. Especially, I like I like that idea very, 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 very much. It feels like it would give a lot of motivation. Where it's like, oh, if I'm a good player in this Korean, I can play in a lot of stuff now. Whereas, it's not just Maru winning everything everywhere or something or Rogue or whatever. There's um, also then yeah. the the I'll, I'll be the devil's advocate, even though I don't necessarily agree with it. Um, the the point that Special says the round of sixteen, round of thirty two players are still like by and large better than a lot of the other western players right so even just the players that come out of that don't qualify for round of 16 round of 32 um even those players coming over to na or eu or whatever like then that would potentially go back to even though it's only a few players it could still possibly limit some motivation for like some of the lower tier uh, you or NA players that mm. be like, okay, well now my spot is done because these players just sucked in their region. Now they're coming over here to farm me. Like there's still the, it, it's to a lesser extent, absolutely, yeah, but there's true. still that possibility. The my my question my 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 opinion is, does that do I care? No, because I like Koreans better. But uh, you know, there's there's still the 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 possibility of that being an okay, issue. Okay, so I'm watching the last GSL. I'm just opening the results. Uh, so the players that will come will be. Dream, Solar, Parting, Rogue, Creator, Ragnarok, SOS, Sue, Patience, me, well, well I'm already there, Teja, Nightmare, Bomb, oh, Bomb, I just retired, Hurricane and Bunny. Like, those all, all these guys, they're all really good. Yeah. Even, like, the ones that lose in the run of 24. But, at the same time, you need to think, if you want to do something for the green scene, I feel like, realistically, this is the only thing you can do to make it somewhat better for them. Mm. You could also use if you think it's too many. You could all something else you could do is okay. How many places? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. It's realistically sixteen players that you can go. 
what you could do is like you could hold a qualifier for those people so only eight can go or something like that like, do something sure you know sure it's it, it's afraid, a very interesting idea yeah if you're afraid like a 16 will go you could just hold a qualifier so only some can go mm -hmm. i feel like it, let, that's just obviously thinking that everything is back to normal and we can go and fly in tournaments and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, that, that's kind of the, the caveat here is we have to consider it for, for that. For the online stuff, it doesn't really make as much sense. Like right now, is everything is pretty even, I would say. Yeah, because they got invited to the season finals. They didn't have that yeah. before. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. But that's just more um, money for the same people, basically. Kind of, yeah. Uh, Gemini, what would you do if you were if you were in charge? Thank you for playing the devil's advocate. What would be your your idea? Well, I'll just take the, the the idea right from chat. Someone says, just take the prize money and just just distribute it evenly to all the players. <laughs> it's not my tournament; it's our <laughs> tournament, comrades. <laughs> Excellent, <laughs> perfect. Okay. Uh, so, I I feel like that. Yes, the I think Special's idea is honestly pretty damn good. And the fact that he literally just thought of that is actually kind of impressive. <laughs> um. So I. I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty digging that I'm pretty I'm pretty I'm pretty vibing with with specials idea right there but um I I, I do agree that if we do do uh, get rid I think we definitely should get rid of region locking uh, I think I think definitely getting rid of some form of region locking is necessary we need to help the Korean scene in some way right. we need to give them some form of extra motivation and I think definitely doing it to the extent of everyone just being able to free for like free run to wherever they want. Like special said, has its limitations. So, I'm I'm pretty I'm I'm kind of just gonna agree with special here. I don't have a really better idea in my opinion. I I haven't really been able to think of something that solid. I'm honestly just kind of waiting to see what Apollo and yeah and, EP, and yeah. ESL say because whatever I say probably will not be anywhere near as good <laughs> as whatever they're they all were able to come up with. So I know what you mean. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of just I'm just I I've just, I've just been kind of sitting back just like waiting. It's like okay, what are they? They they said they're gonna address it, so I'm just like, all right, what do you got? Show it to me. I want to mm -hmm. see it. So. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm on that train, but I, I I like I like Special's idea the just limiting who exactly can come over, but still allowing some people to come mm -hmm. over at all because it is absolutely necessary. I I like the idea of Special the the beginning of Special's idea right like you could flesh it out better and and come up with yeah, something really good, but Apollo is quite brilliant, so we'll see what he has to say as well on that. Um. All right, some really interesting conversation. Thank you, guys. I think we're going to jump over to the Patreon questions. Do you guys have any final thoughts on what we were discussing before we see what the community wants to know from you guys? Mm, I just want to say that it's been a long time coming, this stuff. It's, it's, it's like you don't have to be a genius to see that the Korean scene is like kind of shrinking and it's like mm -hmm. the same people over and over and over. And the people that try to make it just disappear, like, for example, Chance. I know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was, yeah. He was, he was pretty good. He was not bad, but... He was taking maps off everyone in the qualifiers and stuff, but can't quite yeah. break through. And it's like, where is and he now? He retired. He, he retired yeah. like four months ago. So it's like... It's really sad. So or people like uh, Nightmare, he managed to make it. Like He's pretty good as well. This guy can beat almost every foreigner. Almost every single one. I can lose to him, for example. But he cannot make real money. So, But he's still playing. And he's good. But he does it. If I was him... I would consider I'm playing out of passion, you know, more than mm. yeah, yeah, an actual like you have like as a Korean, you have to basically be like 
insanely good to be make be able to make decent money in this game as a Korean right now. So that's why I feel like the thing I told you is probably one of the better solutions. Sure. All right. Any final thoughts there, Gemini, before we go on to the questions? No, let's go questions. This is my favorite part of the show. Yeah. All right. Uh, so we're going to jump over to the Patreon questions. They're still open for a little bit. If you guys want to throw any questions these guys way uh, or my way, uh, check it out. Patreon.com forward slash the pylon show. All right. First up, Para Gleber asks. Recently, there was some drama when T1 wanted to hire Polt and LS to, as coaches for their LOL team. And Korean T1 fans protested very aggressively, leading T1 to not hire LS after all. Any thoughts on this incident? How toxic are Korean esports fans? Notable differences between Western and Korean fans. So I don't know how much you guys know about this. Did you? Uh, I actually messaged. I messaged Les Shadow the other day about that. Yeah, me too. (laughs) It was it was pretty cancerous to be honest. I mean, I didn't get too full into it, but I did see some of the message. I'm like, really? Like, what? What is this? Is that really necessary? You wouldn't expect this out of like somewhere like Korean culture, but apparently you can. It was pretty cancerous to be. Oh, dude, Korean fan bases are toxic as fuck. It's like it's actually crazy. Like the like it they like the league the league the league fans literally went full K-pop on this. Like they literally just went insane. Like there was uh there were people that like sent a one of those one of those message trucks to to circle around the SK building blasting like messages saying like we don't want these players like like uh, consult with your fans about who you're hiring blah 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 like crap like that like it was mega toxic like korean uh korean fans are actually super super toxic in bm in general even to like just like they're the players like uh like i've talked to a few of the like the the korean pros for se2 even and like they they will say that like they're their Korean fans are like fucking brutal. Like whenever they they don't do well or something like that, they are like really mm-hmm. brutal. And then they they'll say that like comparatively, like foreign fans generally are much more supportive in like when they're when they're not doing well or whatever. So uh, yeah, Korean fans are crazy. <laughs> it's which is really kind of the opposite you think is like Korean culture generally does kind of have a much more conservative and you know very appreciative nature. So it's, it's it is kind of interesting. Hmm. yeah it's uh it's really sad to see anything bad happen to those guys uh, i really like i know that Paul is still hired and i guess ellis is not uh he's been a friend of mine for a really really long time so well, he i think he's gonna be a streamer team. now for yeah sks yeah, but, but yeah not a coach anymore yeah um he's, he's just really a, a very very smart game player and analyst and stuff so it's like uh yeah, it sucks to see. I've heard I've heard bad things about the Korean uh, fan bases sometimes. Like I feel like I remember Biol being really upset because if people remember, Biol was basically Sue before Sue was Sue, where he got second place in like four tournaments in the course of a year. Um, and I I I I feel like I remember him saying something about how terrible the people online were being to him. This has happened a few times within StarCraft as well, where the fan base was like just really giving people shit. Uh, so it's it's I don't like it, and I don't like uh, companies kowtowing to to uh, fan bases too. I don't know. I de- 
I mean, it, it's I guess it's tricky if you're like in it for entertainment and stuff. And probably you just have to do whatever you think is best for the bottom line being a giant company. That's like what the company is there to do. But doesn't doesn't feel good. Yeah, the fact that that S that T one was I I keep calling it SK by accident. It's it's not SK anymore. It's literally just T one. Like the fact that they are a global team now probably had a massive say in that. The just saying because they have to kind of cater to the general population as well and be like we're not just a Korean team. I don't know, but it was it was interesting. It was interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Uh. I don't really. Yeah. I guess have anything else to say about that that i can thank thank you perry gleber uh for the question an important one uh ass rash asks hello i've been on and off patreon supporter since the beginning of the pilot show but i've only recently donned the noble moniker ass rash asks what are some other terrible name changes in starcraft history for me the worst is bogus which is cool to innovation huh your pal ass rash asks Oh, this is great. We actually have the number one expert on name changes <laughs> in all of esports here. Gemini. What's up, Gemini? What? About what? <laughs> special. I was going to just say that I love Ashrash Skasks, by the way. That's my, like one of my favorite new usernames I've ever seen in, in the yeah. pylon. Dis I literally wait for his question every time. But yeah, special. Uh, or should I say uh, princess or maybe major or, uh, you know. Windy, what, what? ghosty Terran. Windy, ghosty uh, Terran, yeah. Give us, tell Cross, us, just you, name as many of your names that you can think of. How many of your IDs do you recall? Not many, man. I have moved on from that, man. Let me be it, man. We all make mistakes. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so I just clicked on your StarCraft II Liquipedia page. Major, uh, Windy, Terran, Princess, Brittany, uh, Kitty, uh, Memory, Cute Angel, Nongi, Special, Shofu, Light. I love Altaria... Mr. Jamvod, <laughs> Based Lord CTC, Nara, and Prosser. These are all IDs that they have for you listed there, and I know that you have more than that. They put everything, even when you use a ladder name. That what does that mean, mean man? Like, if they, I name they, they had to do that for the meme. Like, the people yeah. on Liquipedia had to do like, yeah, they they must have because I didn't even know half of those actually. Yeah, they, what the hell, man? I I can use any ladder ID what I want. What is this, man? <laughs> the, the internet police is coming for me yeah uh all right well i, I don't know if that answers your question man but uh yeah. oh, uh oh 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 the whatever whatever zest was before zest like the the, like the piece yeah that that, that that meant like like literally like the blood of your like of like the person you what was it, it was i think like it was some... covered in blood is what it meant. yeah yeah like that's yeah. a fucking badass name but zest is also badass and is also a badass name but that's I just that I always think of that one. Uh, Bjorn literally his name was psh, like poop. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, uh, actually, there's a, a couple StarCraft One guys too that have terrible name changes. Uh, Shuttle, he was known as Shuttle forever. Changed his ID to Iwater. Insisted we called him Iwater. Immediately <laughs> joined his ASL game on the same day under the ID Shuttle. And I was like, fuck this, done with it. <laughs> Iwater. That's a, like, I understand uh, English is not a language that you speak, but like, that is not what you think it is. Okay. This is not, it does not sound cool. It's not good. And everyone already knows you as shuttle. Um, so that was a terrible dude, one. <laughs> dude. Yeah. Right. Fucking <laughs> beyond he literally when, when he used to be on Xenex, his name was Nex excretement. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. I remember oh that. Oh my God. It's amazing. God, we do have some oh, bad I name changes it. from time to time. 
there's also remember when Losira wanted to change his name to his real name to Kongho, then no one wanted to do that ever. And then after like two GSL seasons, he just went back to Losira. And let's all yeah. remember that one. Anytime a every, there's, there's so many Koreans that try to change their ID to their real name because like in Korea, everyone just calls them by their actual name, not their IDs. They just kind of do it to entertain Western people. <laughs> uh, right. But yeah, Losira did that. Um, who else did that? His name is Do Kyung, but what is his actual? What was his actual ID? Oh, Billowy. Yeah. Billowy, yes, but he's back to Billowy now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's there's been some really weird ones as well. Like, um, yeah, people in the chat are pointing out. Uh, in StarCraft One, also we had uh Soma who changed his ID to Choshim Zerg, which is like that's not a good idea. Zero changed his ID to Queen. Why? Why? Yeah, you've been famous <laughs> as Zero. For fucking ever, you're a champion. Now oh yeah, champion, and you want us to call you a new name. There's just there's this huge missing piece of <laughs> pro gamers change their ID so much. Every ID will grow to fit you, right? Worst ID ever made by anyone, Testy. Eventually, we don't even think of what the ID means. He's just he's Testy. That's it. You know, like that. <laughs> it's just, eventually, it's fine. Uh, yeah. Good, good question there, uh, Asrash asks. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for the question. Uh, all right. Next, Sate Zero asks, Yo, CPL6 for Brood War signups are open on TL.net. Go sign up. Question. I want to improve my casting at Brood War. Hashtag ad. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, he pays for the Patreon. There you go. Uh, you can always submit that, though, to This Week in StarCraft. In fact, it was probably in there this week. Uh, Question, I want to improve my casting at Brood Wars since I cast CPL games, but I don't know the non-Protoss races as much. What are some resources to learn builds from the races I don't play? Liquipedia, hella out of date. Tired of being dumb. Oh, that's interesting. Maybe if you cast alongside a player of that race, that would be a very efficient way to learn that. You could always uh, talk to other players as well about what the, the builds may be and, and might mean. Um. I don't think that there's a really a resource though. It's like we don't really have that type of stuff written down. Brood War. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Sorry about that. <laughs> watch, watch streams. What can I say? <laughs> yeah, get good. Yeah. Get good. <laughs> well, that's what CPL just is play for. like Sarah. <laughs> yeah. Well, in, this, in this case, play play like play Flash. like Flash. Just play like Flash. <laughs> yeah. oh. Do that. He even plays every race now, so you can actually just play like him. <laughs> uh, uh, say zero. Uh, sorry, I couldn't help you more than that, but good luck. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's there's no resource for it. It's just that's the way it is. Literally, get good. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's funny because there's just it doesn't exist, and the metagame changes reasonably quickly. And when metagame shifts occur, and players message each other, it's like this will happen. Where like Nyokin will message me, he's like. Everyone's going DT right now. <laughs> Make sure you get the eBay at 420. I'm like, all right, got it. <laughs> you know, and that's like, I don't know. That's, I guess that's more of the way things are done rather than like posted about somewhere. Uh, all right. Tommy Balls asks, uh, what was the biggest missed opportunity when it comes to competitive game modes in StarCraft 2? Was it Archon, 2 versus 2, 3 versus 3, 4 versus 4, 1v1v1, 1v1v1v1, 1v1 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 capture the flag, 2v2v2v2, Apple picking. Mexican deathmatch, is he still reading? 
All right, Tommy Balls wants to know if we missed out on something as far as competitive StarCraft II goes. Was there a mode that you guys thought should be competitive that never really became so? Dude, I just love these fucking usernames. What's up, Tommy Balls? Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think Archon mode was was pushed mega hard at the beginning of Legacy, but uh, unfortunately, it kind of just died. I think Archon's pretty sick. Uh, I, I. I personally did not play it for a while just because I think I, I didn't really have someone to play it with. So like it's it's a, it's a really bad mode to play with someone that is worse than you because you just end up wanting to do everything. <laughs> so you just basically just like start playing as if it's one person. But uh, it's it could be really fun. Like I saw some uh, Harstam and Sarah Laser Rainer, a bunch of them were, were doing a lot of uh, Archon matches against each other on stream a couple months back. They were pretty cool looking. So uh, I feel like Archon mode, it, it was mega pushed and they even did like a Red Bull tournament for it that as well that I actually went to. Um, but it just like did not catch. And whether or not that is a good thing, I don't know. But I feel like Archon mode, Archon mode was just interesting, an interesting storyline just because of how much it was pushed and then it just literally failed <laughs> entirely. Yeah, I don't know. It was just kind of funny, but I feel like Archon mode was pretty cool. I was I wasn't one of the 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 Brood War two v two elitists, so I'm not gonna go on that hype train. We need cats in here to go on that one, so I'm no, not. That was speak fun. On that. When I, every time I watch Broly, when Broly had two v two, I will watch that. It was fun, man. Yeah, I just Brood I just War never was interested good. in it. I I personally just didn't. I don't know. I I like one v one. No, one v one is good, but. Like if you have like a team league and you have a one two v two, that is just fun because it's something else. It's yeah, I think it's good. the thing is I don't like two versus two in StarCraft two personally. I don't I don't like well, it. We never got to develop. That's the thing. It's not yeah. Yeah, it's, the game. It's really designed for one versus one. Um, yeah, the Archon was interesting. They really sold me on it when they were first making it and telling me about it. And I was like, oh, Team Melee, yeah, the, that maybe that is a good way to get new players. And it just didn't seem to do what it was what it was meant to do, unfortunately. Um, huh. Yeah. It's really cool to do, like, multiple people versus one. Like, it was really funny watching, like, Harstam, a laser, and, like, one other person all going against just Serral. Like, that, that was hilarious. Like, that, like, can three people together beat the best fucking player in the world? Like, that, that kind of stuff is pretty cool, actually. I've... I've I've done that for practice just a few times back in Brood War when I was playing competitively. I would have a couple Zerg players, like one do all the macro and one do the mutilus harassment. I think I did it against like LZ Gamer and Machine. It was the most brutally hard thing I've ever it was like insane. <laughs> it was it was insane trying to play against that. So I can imagine Cyril trying to go against three pros, how hard that would be. I, I assume LC Gamer was in the micro because he cannot macro for shit, right? <laughs> <laughs> what was LC Gamer micro. doing? Was he, he in charge of putting the random hatcheries on around the map? Yeah. LC yeah. Gamer macro, better joke. <laughs> well, that's why we had Machine doing the macro. I think it was. Exactly. Teamed up. But uh, yeah. Uh, thank you for the question, Tommy Balls. Hyper Turtle asks. Taking inspiration from the guys in the chat fighting on Bloodbath, what other old Blizzard Broodware maps are good for rookies pummeling each other? Broodware hmm. maps? Yeah, like fun maps for noobs. Uh, I mean, I always liked BGH, BGH Islands, just regular hunters. Um, uh, dire Straits is fun if you're a real noob. Like, just old island maps can be fun. Um... Bloodbath, I really of liked, course. I really liked the mass unit games, actually. I was really big on that. 
the like the family guy mass unit games or like the oh, whatever right other mass unit games halo mass unit games i really like those ones i don't know what those are use map settings yeah no yeah. I, I assume that <laughs> <laughs> i assume that yeah thank you is <laughs> uh, okay. not possible man that, that thing is fun man mm. okay um oh footies remakes that's what those are footies that's right mm. Um, Thank you, cranberry sauce, fast yeah. pants. <laughs> maybe, maybe fastest map uh, type yeah. stuff can be pretty fun too. It's uh, I mean that stuff's still played too. People still like it. Yeah, it is. I see it sometimes. Oh, by the way, about the previous question, actually, I forgot to mention this. A lot of Brood War pros now do play team melee against each other for fun on stream and stuff. So maybe that is something that could grow up. And I, like you guys said, you saw you saw some of the European pros trying it. So yeah, I don't. know. I just want to throw that in there. Uh, all right. Uh, thank you for the question, Hyper Turtle. Uh, Knocked Cop asks, hypothetical, there is a final on and the only sane choice for them was to switch to Artosis streaming. Knowing full well that his stream at the point was a pretty, pretty just a collection of Artosis notifications from Tasteless Channel. What events at the finals warranted such extreme measures? There is a final on. Okay, what? so... In what case would it be better to switch a final stream to my stream rather than keeping the final stream on? I'm assuming that the, I don't know. One I'm guessing he's, yeah, I guess he's saying like the final is so bad that instead we should just watch Artosis. Yeah. What would be the worst rage? thing that we could broadcast as a finals? I think is basically the question. I am Katavitse 2014 finals. <laughs> Was that SOS versus uh? um hero yeah, yeah hero <laughs> the proxy two gates yes that is the answer <laughs> uh, yeah man I, I i think it was me and apollo commentating dude, that. that was that was quite the match dude, <laughs> yeah dude i went to a bar craft for that dude oh. we literally showed up we literally showed up and then like as we should we show up a tiny bit late and then we are up like okay cool what's up what's happened oh it's 2-0 already uh, we're just like what and then the tv <laughs> dies and then like in the time that the tv died and got back up the game next game was over <laughs> and then we just like left <laughs> it was like okay damn <laughs> sorry to hear yeah no that was that was a tough one that was a fun event though a fun story for that event with the winner takes all prize thing yeah, yeah. uh all right thank you thank you for the question knocked cop uh shampoo mctavish asks what is brood war's strongest point as a spectator sport Versus StarCraft 2 and vice versa. I think these fucking brew war questions. StarCraft 2 is a spectator sport. I think about this a, a decent amount. There's a bit more action. It's more it's faster paced. Right. Like I find it much easier to commentate StarCraft 2 personally. It's like very easy to keep the, the pace of it because there's just so much, you know, stuff moves around so fast. That's for me personally. Um you guys have any ideas about why yeah. what Brood War has as a spectator sport that over StarCraft 2? Yeah, also, so StarCraft, uh, Brood War matches are more length. The harassment is a lot weaker in the way that you don't normally end the games quick. So you can see like more macro games, you want to say, right? It's in Brood War. Mm -hmm. And, but the, there's not more action going on early on. Like, and even in the mid game, uh, for example, I'm thinking like TVP. TVP, what do you do? You try to maybe you try to hide with vultures. Yeah, like that's about it. Right. Maybe a dropship. Maybe if you're crazy like me, you make dropships, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> especially since it's tasteless. But uh, <clears throat> other than that, dropship, like man. yeah, 
uh starcraft 2 is more like you you have more you will see more stuff in starcraft 2 but the the end fight would end a lot quicker like the they normally like fight and the game kind of just decides on one point when it's brute war you lose a fight you don't just instantly lose the game kind of mm. yeah that's true that's true there's more there's more back and forth there's more comebacks in brood war yeah yeah for sure and uh yeah one thing that I think is actually cool about Brood War that doesn't really work in StarCraft 2, just because we're so spoiled with the production tab, is limited information. Uh, and I know, I remember Apollo also at one point was like thinking about experimenting with this like way back. And mm -hmm. uh, I thought it was, it is kind of interesting because there are times when it happens in StarCraft 2 matches when I'm not, when I'm either not paying attention to the production tab or I'm not or the the screen doesn't fully show you what's what's happening and then something surprises you that you weren't expecting and it's like a super sick moment there was this really really sick moment in uh i think it was showtime versus astrea or some pvp it was a super mega late game it was like kind of like a base trade and uh the not showtime person had a mothership of a big <laughs> army i forgot i think it was astrea i can't remember uh the other player had like a bunch of carriers and mothership and they were base trading and the other and Showtime had Blink Disruptor in the in the the main base of the other player, and like they recalled their carrier army to the 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 base, but it, we didn't see it. We're just seeing the Blink Disruptor army like kill stuff, and then suddenly it pans up as the army just appears there, and it's just and like the disruptors all go out, and it like it doesn't actually kill anything. Like then Showtime's army gets wiped. Like we think Showtime's gonna, we thought Showtime was gonna win, but then all of a sudden he's losing again, and then. Uh, it suddenly recalls back to the mothership to continue the base race, and like that also, like you didn't see it right right away, and like kind of like came out of nowhere. So it was like super sick hype moment. It was like really cool because like you did you you didn't you didn't expect to see it happen. So that I think in Brood War does that pretty well without the production tab. Like suddenly, you know, like five thousand ultras mm -hmm. are on the field, mm -hmm. like holding a, an insane push or something like that. Uh, you don't have the full information, but for SC two, it's kind of hard because we're pretty spoiled with that production tab. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a that's actually a really good point. There's more um tension, there's more yeah, it's a it's a there's a really good word for that that's like dodging my brain right now, but yeah. I suspense. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, you're building suspense a lot of times whereas that doesn't really exist in StarCraft 2. Yeah, that's a really good answer. All right, cool. Very good question Thanks. there actually, Shampoo McTavish. Really appreciate that one. Uh optional player asks Along with Twitch, StarCraft also took off on YouTube. Husky, Lag TV, Day9, HD, Psy, Cricket, et al. Does anyone else Husky? Uh, uh, what do you guys think about the Husky drama? <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're just some of the channels I watched. While sure, Husky would never come on. Could there be a reunion episode of sorts featuring some of these OG YouTubers? Uh, how YouTube has changed over time. Uh, I did have something kind of like that. We had a little bit of an episode like that, but going further back into Brood War YouTube, which was Mole Trap and Diggity that I had on. So you might want to check out that episode. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I would be down for for stuff like that. Thank you. We'll add it to the list. We actually have a list of suggested episodes that people have given because we're always looking for ideas like to like to spice it up and have different topics and not just always be reviewing tournaments and stuff. Although we got to do a tournament review episode really soon. We just had a bunch of good tournaments finished. So, uh, but yeah, thank you. Thank you for the suggestion. Well, we'll definitely Got added to the list. Okay. Yeah. You know, Cobra, Cobra has added it to the list for us. So we, we have it written down in our discord. Thank you. Uh, all right. 
Uh, Walk Like a Human asks at panel, how is your Korean skills to date? Can you speak conversationally? What's a favorite phrase of yours? At Artosis, how fluent is your wife and kids in Korean? Have you ever surprised someone who just thought you were a tourist? Can Tasis really only say, I'd like a beer, please? <laughs> okay, so how's your guys' Korean? Holy I'm shit. actually starting. He is. Yeah, he is. So, okay. It's not yeah. as good as I would want it to be. I've been here for a little a bit over a year. Unfortunately, it's hard to get time to study enough. I got all my uh, my books, my 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 Korean books over there, but uh, it's 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 tough to to learn. But I'm, I'm I don't know. I'm kind of getting there. It's like very minimal conversation, basically. But uh, you only speak one language, right? It's harder for you. Yeah, I only speak English. I'm American. We don't know how to learn other languages, actually. So, <laughs> yeah. No hablas español, viejo. Nah, dude, my Spanish teachers were garbage when I was fucking growing up, dude. I didn't know. Oh, I didn't blame learn it on the teacher. All right. They were shit, dude. No, yeah, I am a teacher. I am literally a teacher. I know what it means to be a good teacher, a bad teacher. Get out of here. Mm-hmm. Unless you're a bad teacher, you don't realize it. Um, yeah, that's true. <laughs> my students don't tell me that, so I think I'm doing okay. Uh, um, yeah, so uh, about the question. So uh, obviously my Korean is not as good as it should be, I guess, is it com- for someone who's lived here this long. My reading is uh, pretty pretty darn good. Like I, I do well enough with Korean to live here without any problems. Uh, my speaking is is not that good. I have a hard time putting together a sentence that is grammatically correct, even though I have lots of Korean words and I can understand conversation much better than speak it. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I mean, I... I wish I was better, but there's only so many hours in the day. As far as my wife and kids, my wife is similar to me. Uh, and then uh, my oldest daughter is perfectly fluent uh, with a perfect accent and That's everything. Crazy, she, all my dude. kids were born here. Yeah. Uh, so she goes to Korean elementary school full time, reads Korean, speaks Korean. No problems. Uh, am, my three I've never been more jealous of a five year old in my life, dude. Yeah, well, She's eight. Oh, but, sorry. I, yeah. <laughs> Eight-year-old doesn't change it. <laughs> yeah. My, my three-year-olds uh, go to Korean school now. Although coronavirus keeps making them get pulled out, put back in, and stuff, so uh, that's interrupting their learning. But they are getting uh, much, much better at Korean. They're, they're, they will be fluent. Uh, and then my one-year-old is says like four different words in English so far. So <laughs> we, I mean, she's not even started. <laughs> we'll wait a bit on that. Uh, yeah, there you go. And now uh, Tasis can say more than I'd like a beer, please. <laughs> Although okay. that is his specialty. <laughs> He's very, very good. Um, thank you for the question. Walk like a human. Mighty Bone Max asks, uh, so what I always wondered why people call it NA or EU qualifier at this point when both are more a Western global qualifier, since you can play in most tourneys from both regions to qualifier. It doesn't make sense to split it at this point. IMHO. Hashtag support your local players. Hashtag NAGate. PS1. Nice cooking. Uh, I believe most places, most of the qualifiers, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, guys, uh, if it's called like NA, NA server preference occurs is what, what that's labeled as, basically. So yeah, you can play in that qualifier, but NA players will have a ping advantage. Right? That's that's why we call it stuff like NA and EU. Yeah. Yep. Making sure. Uh, yeah, there you go. Hope that Well, that does answer your question, so I don't even need to say I hope. There you go. That's the answer to your question. Have a nice uh, day, sir. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank you for asking. Uh, Polly asks, 
What's your favorite unit of the race you hate the most? StarCraft II or Brood War? Your oh, favorite God. unit of the race that you hate. What Protoss <sighs> unit do you like, Juan? <laughs> Dude, believe it or not. What do I like? I hate all of it. But <laughs> I like... I like... I wish I had Zealots, man. All Zealots. The, the most yeah. skilled units in the planet. And yeah. they have it. Isn't it, Gemini? I just want to go. Let's just all find the the in control rant about nerfing the zealot again from the pylon show because yeah. that was just the greatest. I, I, thing I ever. love it when the the, 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 the really the through. zealot. What when they when they change the zealot and they they, they remove the charge thing? Remember this? Like mm. some yeah. and not this is a horrible nerf. Blah blah blah. I cannot win. I'm like you guys are. <laughs> this is a huge buff, and look at it now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Movement speed is really, really important. What about you, Emini? What is your favorite uh, unit of the race that you hate? I actually don't even know which is your the, your hated race. What is your hated race? Historically, it's Zerg. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. That's a great question. Um, like, like, do, would it, would it mean like my favorite? As if I would want to have that unit with Protoss. No, or just, just your favorite the unit that I like in Zerg. Just your favorite. No, because if it was like the uh, unit you'd want to have, it would just always be the Bane link for everybody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know. You just a move all of them. They're all pretty boring. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> uh, no, I'm. I I really. I guess. I guess just. Uh, theoretically, like lurkers are just kind of interesting in general uh, because I always thought they were cool in Brood War specifically, like the just general how Lurker Ling worked, how like you would actually just kind of like bum rush people and like try to get us around and like actually burrow in time to, to get on top of them and stuff. I always thought that was kind of cool. And then when they actually added it to SC2, I was like, oh, cool. We can see some cool stuff like that. You know, like hold position lurkers are kind of cool, like some cool tactics you can do. But uh, now I just play against them and it's impossible to break them and I feel really bad. So I don't know. <laughs> hmm. All right. Not really. I'm not. I'm not actually that salty. Well, there's nothing <laughs> on it. Like, come on. My, I, 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 burrow in one second. What is this? Yeah, <laughs> the, the upgrade is garbage. Fuck that. Yeah, that's it is a little bit silly. It takes away so much of what makes the lurker more balanced. It's kind of a weird, weird upgrade. Um, yeah. OK, yeah, for me, I, I mean, my hated race would probably be Brood War Protoss, I guess. I think the you, you it think might be, it might you vaguely think? be you that. guess. Um, I have about 5,000 examples yeah. <laughs> to, to say to prove that. Protoss players are skill, man. Oh, yeah. No, they definitely are. It's uh, it's impressive. Um, <laughs> I think the, the Reaver is very interesting from Protoss. I think it's maybe across both Starcrafts. The Reaver is... It, it might fill the most interesting role amongst both Starcrafts because it really... It's like almost only a harassment unit and it's got like a lot of very very different uses that like you know it, the uses change throughout the game like what you can use it for like defending a base or like slowing a push or harassing somebody or even late game against Zerg or you know I don't know yeah I think the Reaver is probably the most interesting Protoss unit interesting is the yeah. word he uses I'm sorry I cannot I cannot it's are you sure there's not a different word you would like to use well I mean the fact that you can literally go reaver to harass me with and slow my pushes and stop my pushes and take three nexuses at the same time is like it feels <laughs> unfair occasionally. 
Um, Oh, right. <laughs> what about arbiters? What about how do you feel oh, no, about arbiters? It's the fucking stupidest unit ever made. EMPs, man. <laughs> Anytime any StarCraft II Terran complains about just Protoss, EMP, just, you just like, click guys, on it. Just oh yeah, EMP it. How'd that work for you, special fucking Tasis recalled you ninety <laughs> times? He, he he he, dude. But like, he, you could like dodge the EMP. That's so skillful, dude. Mm -hmm. Oh my god, like he like saw where it was going. He like did some trigonometry and like pow. He's like out of the ways and then whoa. Uh, the EMP parkour, like no. That you throw it, and there's like a delay. I don't know. It feels like it's delayed. So you oh can... yeah, there's a huge delay. The little thing on the top of the science vessel has to point yeah. to where it wants to shoot, and then it's also the yeah, so like you projectile can't... spell that there is. Yeah, so you have to be really precise about how you dodge it. You know, you have to really make sure you don't do it too early, because then you know it, you have to wait for the yeah, thing to turn sure. around. Oh, All you have to do is click oh, it anywhere it. other than where it's already going. The only time a Terran player hits an EMP. <laughs> And the thing is, Taryn will sometimes be like, he's going to click it to micro it. And then you'll like do a preemptive EMP towards there. And then they're just so bad. They don't even fucking tell it to move. So you miss anyways. <laughs> You've got to yeah, take into consideration how terrible your opponent is when you're trying to EMP. That happened to me sometimes. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, it, it, you see, Special's been playing. He's been playing. He knows. He's like, oh, yeah, no, he's just fucking you can't hit it. It's impossible. Okay. Uh... <laughs> Thank you, Polly, for the question. All right, moving on. Our very own maker of this week in StarCraft show notes, uh, Alessandra asks, I love GSL versus the world, but if I see Korea versus EU slash NA every week, is it losing that specialness? Also, Koreans aren't blocked from most of the many smaller tournaments around the world. It may not be a lot of money, but it is money and sometimes a pizza or some chicken wings. Yeah, that is true. It's it's funny to see how few uh, Korean players will play in some of the smaller cups. But what do you think about uh, like seeing Koreans versus EU and NA too often? Because that's always been one of the big storylines that brings in viewership and excitement. Well, it's the, that's because they got invited to the season finals. So I guess that's where we're going with this. Well, it's just... I don't know if they noticed, but there's like this pandemic going on, so... They cannot be a GSL because they're working. Well, no, I know, but I'm saying, like, <laughs> do you feel like if we see too much of Korea versus EU and NA, does that take away some of, like, the viewing pleasure? Because it is such a, it's like a special event, right, when we get, like, Koreans battling foreigners a lot of the time. Like you said, right, when you play in GSL, the views go up. Right. Wow. This is an argument that people brought up a lot back when region locking was originally a thing, and I always thought it was a stupid argument. I will always get hyped about Korea versus EU or NA, no matter what. Okay. Well, you're you're like a super fan, right? Like the, yeah. those of us that are on the pylon show, we just eat up StarCraft all the time. So like, we're not. But like, even more examples. specifically, like I like I will like I will always tune into a Korean to to see them dumpstered and some you know some foreigners. So. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I don't. I don't. I think maybe maybe I am the minority, but I didn't think it was the greatest. I promise you that you were the minority. But <laughs> thank you. Does it does it take away? The well, maybe the other way around. Other maybe people. the other way around. Everyone else would be wanting to see the Korean get dumped. Hmm. What about you, special? Do you? Because I actually agree with Gemini, where I'm like, no, I'll watch that all the time. I have I have no problem. I will I will watch. You know, fucking. Whatever, whatever matchup you want to name, uh, the Koreans versus the foreigners, I love it. But special, do you think it takes away any of the specialness? For me, it doesn't matter. I, I don't really look at it that way, so I don't care. To be honest, I just yeah. I like, think we're the wrong three people to ask about this. Yeah, honestly. Be, uh, someone put a poll in the chat. 
I think it's a real it's a real question it for is, fans is. whether whether they grow tired of it and it's not as exciting anymore. And I would imagine that the answer is yes. But for us personally, the answer is no. It's great. <laughs> the, the highest quality StarCraft you can give me, give it to me all the time. That's what I want. Basically. Yeah. Someone make a poll in the chat. Can you can mods do that? I don't know. I don't know. You can check if you can. Someone do it. If you can do it, do it. All right. Uh we'll see if anyone this mod does that. But going forward, uh Rubby asks, Fear Dragon asks, I'm personally in the camp that it's okay if there are fewer full-time players, Korean and non-Korean, as we approach a less certain future post-2022. What kind of changes could be made to be more friendly to players who are full-time in StarCraft II transitioning to part-time or just part-timers in general? That's a really interesting take, actually. It, I, don't, I don't mind this take at all where he's like, he's thinking it's totally fine for the pro scene to shrink in preparation for 2022, right? Like games can provide different amounts of pro gamers, different games can. That's just, that's a fact of life. Of course. What do you guys, what do you guys think of that? What changes could be made uh, to be more friendly to players uh, who are transitioning to part-time from full-time Starcraft two? What do you mean? I don't get it. I don't know if I can really make it clear, right? Like, if there's going to be less people who can professionally make a living, is there some way to ease that transition? So, like, if B-level pros simply can't make a living anymore, is there some way that we can adjust things so that even though they can't make a living doing this, they will still enjoy to compete some, to still be around and be good players and stuff? Give I? I'm sorry. I've been trying to get this 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 count stopped in the chat right now. I'm not paying attention. Uh, we we we're saying that like try to get it so that way if in in the future less players are playing, but that's okay. But how can we make it so they can transition to being part time but still being good? Right? Yeah. Basically. Basically. Yeah. Um. It's a great question. It is. It, Especially what do you question. think? Well, he just said, he <laughs> you guys are fucking terrible at this. <laughs> well, uh, I have to think I about like it. Let me give me some time to think. Let me think. Um, but like, so like the question is like, what? So, so like the question is, will the skill level change? Because if you have everyone being part time, then obviously there will be a decrease in skill. Correct. There's no, no way you can. No, keep no, 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 no. Right? I don't think that's no. If you're still playing. Really? If you still play regularly, even though it's not full time. Skill will continue to rise, but not as quickly. So it will plateau quicker. No, I don't think that's the right way to look at it either. It takes longer to come out mm. of a plateau. Like people always are plateauing. That happens all the time, right? And people go through dips and, and the peaks and stuff like that, of course. But it's like with Brood War, you see people are much less full-time than they used to be, but the overall skill level is higher. It's just not as high as it would be if everyone was still full-time pros. You see what I'm saying? Makes sense. Yeah. Kinda. Whereas you can take another approach where you're like, uh, that guy that wrote the terrible fucking Team Liquid article, where you're like, everyone's worse now than they used to be. And then it's like, you can just measure and be like, no, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, how, how can you make it better for the people that are going to stop being yeah. poop? Like a round of 24 GSL player that can't make a living anymore. Like, how do we, 
It's a good question. I think we don't hey. have the answer is the answer to the question. Yeah, I have to really do, think man? about it. I can't go donate to his something. stream or something. <laughs> so so yeah, something that something the only the thing that first came to my mind is less so about tournament result wise, but more about general exposure with and this this would be assuming that Blizzard is actually still like doing things actively to support the the players and stuff, but now that they uh, distance themselves basically entirely it's it's isn't really possible but like doing do just doing more things with the with streams specifically maybe like to make it so that way if the the players cannot be playing all the time at least what they are playing maybe is streamed and then the blizzard supports that way like there was a lot of those twitch rivals mm. things that were happening that oh, were sure. really cool yeah. a while ago um some sort of like partnerships like the, the 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 war chest partnerships where like you know you can get discounts on the war chest or whatever or skins from using uh streamer creator code stuff like that i know call of duty and a bunch of other uh games do that as well um stuff like that could be potentially helpful but that's a little bit more towards less less towards the actual uh tournament and competitive side and more towards just kind of like marketing streamer content creation wise yeah, it's a it's a very interesting point. Thank you for your dragon. Uh, I guess we'll all have to think about that more because it looks like it is going towards that direction. Either way, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, like it's mm. just the way it is, man. You have to think more about your future. Then, mm. like if the game was confirmed, not confirmed. But let's say you know for a fact the game is growing and you know it's going to keep going for a long time, then you can commit more time. But which when the company literally tells you. Oh guys, we gave it to ESL, but from here on, no more watches without mm. kind of. Yeah. You have to consider stuff like that, you know? Like for sure. Playing is great, but mm. life is also great, right? Yeah. All right. Thank you for the question. Uh a few more here. Grandpa Wacho asks, let's talk food because I'm hungry as fuck right now. What is the favorite food for a zealot zergling and lady banshee? And what is your favorite main dish and dessert? I personally love tacos, al pastor, kimchi chige, and Nutella crepes. What's your favorite? What's your favorite foods and main dish and dessert, guys? Well, didn't he ask okay. also for the for the units? Yes, pretty sure the, the uh, pretty sure the Bailing's favorite food is literally every ground unit since it just kills them all anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, Zolots don't have mouths, so yeah, that's that as well. They just photosynthesize the, yeah. the plants. So, you know, so I guess so I guess so I guess when they're on maps like Lost Temple and stuff like that, they really like those maps. I guess. Um, mm. uh, for for me, uh, favorite food, I just like pizza. I just like straight up New York style pizza, the Ooh. thing that literally does not exist in Korea at all, and it I'm does. always salty about it. What'd you say? There's a few good pizza places. In fact, yeah. Jongja has one of the best pizza places I've heard. I haven't which? tried it yet, though. I will which? get it from my friend, The, okay. the which one it is. I mean, I've had a couple around me that are pretty close to what, I, what, I, what I've done, what, I, or what I'm used to. Uh, there's this, there's like, a sick place in Gangnam, too. I'll show you it sometime. Cool. Excellent. Uh, but, like, I've still yet to really get the, like, the true simple dollar pizza corner shop new york slice you know i need a real i'm oh my god i'm craving I have you had that. monster pizza monster pizza uh, up in like the is, hongdae area is i thought is that the one in is it by itaewon is that the one in itaewon there's one in itaewon no, no. that i had a while that last year that was like that was pretty damn close it was really really good but no um i don't think i've had monster pizza 
but I love pizza. Okay. I just love pizza. Monster pizza, I think, is what you're looking for. It's it's those like cheap, big ass slices that are so good. Nice. He's going to Honda, man. <laughs> Go across the country. Almost. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. We're 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 out in we're out here in the fucking like boonies, dude. We're Oh, it we're, takes we're... fucking twenty minutes to get to Gangnam. <laughs> we are not that far out. I know. Yeah, okay. what a boomer you are. Gemini lives right near me, guys, by the way. I'm literally, I could literally bike to his house and the show wouldn't even be over yet. I could literally get there. I went, you know, you you, you remember Slug, right? I went to meet Slug in in Bundang. I think I messaged you, what are you doing? We wanted to go visit you and you didn't reply. Oh, me? Yeah, you. Yeah, dude, I don't do anything. Called out. I have cancel artosis, And I play macro Terran. I don't have any fucking time for anything, man. <laughs> Against Brodos, too. Yeah. What, what's your favorite food, Juan? Uh, actually, lately, I, I changed my, my, my perspective about food, so I just eat whatever is good for you. But my favorite food, uh, I think tacos, man. Uh, honestly, tacos. I've been everywhere in the world, basically. There's nothing like that, dude. There's, there's actually just nothing like that. Mm. Quite, it's quite crazy to think about. And I feel bad for you guys because you guys never had real tacos. So I've had you real guys... tacos. There's there's Taco Bell out here. <laughs> it's amazing. Mm. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Mm. I don't even know what my favorite food is anymore. My wife cooks a big variety of stuff and I fucking love so many of the different things she cooks. Hmm. I guess fajita night is generally my go-to for favorite, um, where it's like kind of build your own fajita. Yeah, she like makes all the stuff for fajitas, and I just put together what I want. So, all right, thank you uh, for the question, Grandpa Watcher. You're making me hungry now as well. All right, we got two more questions. Some drunk Canadian asks, "What do you love and hate about living in Korea, and miss and don't miss about home, which is America and Mexico for us?" Sending much love from the side of the Pacific. P.S. Sign up for Max Packs versus the world. Right. Yeah. Some drunk Canadian always put on some great events. You can check those out in this week in StarCraft. Uh, so, what do you love and hate about living in Korea? And what do you miss or don't miss from back home? Who's going first? Gemini. Okie dokie. Thank you, special. I'll give you the time to think. I know your big Karen <laughs> brain needs it. Uh, <laughs> let's see. I think, on, like, honestly, the, the actual one of the actual answers I, I, I give with being in korea is and this sounds hilarious i love the subway here not like subway sandwiches like like the subway system like mm-hmm. being able to literally go anywhere with buy with like i don't know like three dollars like at most at most yeah. that's and that's yeah. for like you know like four transfers <laughs> like and then yeah. you're like an hour and a half away like you you can go anywhere basically on on the subway system and it's so it's so efficient it's so clean it's so it's just beautiful like i'm because i was in new jersey new york and you know fucking subways there fucking garbage like mm. it's literally terrible and that's probably the most extensive subway system we have in in america like other than like i don't know whatever's over in cali or whatever so it's like oh my god or dc maybe but subway system here is so so fresh i love it it's so good i'm we're, we're right on the the uh the shinbundong line too which is like opened like you know like less than five years ago so it's like even more new oh my god i mm. love the subway here <laughs> it is amazing. Uh, I, I will i do miss just in general um 
pizza. <laughs> uh, I miss that. I miss some food, just just some general like comfort food stuff. Is 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 that? Um, or just you know, just being like at my being like around like family or whatever, just so I can just have the luxury luxury of just being like you know driving to my brother's house like or whatever or mm. uh, whatnot. Like all my family's really close. Like all my grandparents all live within ten minutes of like me and my my house and my family and stuff. So that obviously is a is a big one. Uh, otherwise, I just love Korea. I actually just really like being here. It's very fun it's awesome. and interesting. I I agree. I I love just about everything. I hate about living here. I honestly can't even think of anything. I just really really like Korea. Uh, I guess I miss. I I'm from New Hampshire, so like there was something very nice about like living in the trees. You know, like I could go out in my yard and just, it would be quiet and I could hear birds and leaves rustling and like, just stare into greenness. And like, it's kind of very relaxing. Uh, I, I moved outside of Seoul, uh, and live in a much, it's a suburb city, but it's still a million people. And I live in a 40 floor building. So like, but there are more trees, so that's nice. But yeah, I kind of miss that about the, the greenery and the, one day I will return to being a hermit and live in the woods without internet and shit. Like, <laughs> that's the, that's the day that Protoss finally is is announced to be buffed in Brood War, and he's yeah. just like, I can't take it anymore. Right. He just goes and goes into hiding. What, what about you, Juan? Anything you miss from back home? Uh, not really, to be honest. No, maybe the the food is better, but as I say, I changed my perspective on food. What are, we are nerds, man. We just stay home, home here, <laughs> home there, home over there. They all the same, you know. Yeah, that's home. true. What's the difference? Right. Yeah, I mean, my little my little box of a room is is pretty small compared to the nice house that I lived in with my parents, of course. So like that is a uh, until yeah. I'm here for a little bit longer and I can finally get a, a little bit of nicer apartment, then I, I do kind of miss just you know enjoying a nice. You mean, a man, nice you don't like your twenty twenty twenty? What's up? You don't like your prison cell? No, I mean it's <laughs> it, it works, but I could I could do better. I I, I could enjoy <laughs> a little bit better right now <laughs> if we're being real. Hmm. All right, excellent question. Thank you, some drunk Canadian. One last one here. Uh, refrigerator asks. It was sad to see the Artosis stash die. Let there be a moment of silence as we mourn this loss. Are there any Korean pros, Brutal or Starcraft Two, that you think would really rock more facial hair? Uh, in the same way Larva does. Just imagine Flash with a mustache. Uh, <laughs> I think Locera would have been oh man, fantastic. Dude, Locera's as... the most manly mustache. person ever. He is. Holy yes. shit. Like, he when, would be I... wearing a leather jacket and he has a James Earl Jones voice and I'm like, damn, man. <laughs> You're so cool, dude. I had we we always I always would think of him like he like he always was this, like super tiny little like you know back in like 2011 or whatever he's like super tiny kid. He's got the massive helmet hair too. Like he looked like he's got this like super like you know high pitched voice or whatever. Then I heard him talk in like 2016 GSL interview. He's literally just like fucking yeah. I'm gonna beat the shit out of this guy. I'm just like oh my god. Like who the hell is this person? Fucking crazy. Mm, who could have a beer? And what about an artosis mustache? Where did that go, man? Where did your mustache? Yeah, man, man you like were rocking it. it. I didn't like it. It was you were rocking that, dude. I like my baby face. I'm just gonna keep it like this. I could see <laughs> zest in a mustache. That would be pretty sick. Really? I could yeah, not. No, that would be terrible. I think. <laughs> I can't think of anyone. I don't know. Well, 
I want to see what Harstam facial hair looks like. I'll be honest. Well, that no, no, he's too handsome. You can't do that. No. I mean, yes, but I'm just, I'm just curious. I just want to know what it looks like. You know, I don't know if it would be good or bad. It's kind of, I'm just curious. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you for the question, refrigerator. That just about does it uh, for the show. A big. Big thank you to all the Patreon supporters uh, in our awesome $100 tier, Shane, Astrofin, and Jerry Wang. Big thanks to Shane for supporting at the God tier of 1000 for a couple months there. Really appreciate that. Um, yeah, and we're thinking war is to reward Patreons. Uh, yeah, and maybe just, maybe we'll do some sort of party game type thing. I don't know if you guys have any, if Patreons have any ideas for, for great rewards, let us know. Uh, on the discord you know what Appreciate i just thought that. of what if what if neeb just had like a massive just full-on like lumberjack beard <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely. and then he could really be like you know he's like the thunder shaft like he's got this massive beard he's like walks up to a tournament with a fucking like pickaxe and like a, a uh one of the fucking red red sh uh, shirts and stuff i don't know something about that that'd be that'd be kind of interesting i can get on board with that one all right <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, guys, well, it was a great episode. Big thanks to the whole Pylon Show team. I uh, really appreciate everyone who comes together and makes these shows popular or <laughs> possible. Oh, my God. Oh, wow, look at that picture. Look at this Photoshop. <laughs> wait, 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 That's wait, wait. what I'm oh talking about. Oh, my God. What do I see? What Are you I, what? fucking kidding me? That is, that is, I don't know what to think about. That is kind of scary, I'm going to be honest. That's amazing. He would never lose another tournament. Okay, that, that looks good. That looks Holy good. my god, I'm I'm scarred. Wait, 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 I, I need to send you, I, I need to send you this picture. Let me take a picture. I'm gonna send this photo. Maybe send I can it, send it. it to Zest. I want to hear his yeah. reaction. Like, what? that is awesome. Uh, all right, that Irish Zest. Um, yeah, that that does it, guys. Thank you so much for coming on and and sharing your points of view and your 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 big sexy brains. Um. Let's close out and just Thanks. tell people where they can find more of you. Gemini, let's start with you. Where can people check you out, follow you, all that stuff? Drop a follow at ggemini19 on Twitter. Uh, I just spam out a bunch of memes. I at Team Liquid to ask them to sign Trap. By the way, Team Liquid, you should do that. Hmm. Uh, I stream sometimes at Gemini SC2 on Twitch. Uh, I've been not doing it as much lately just for... I don't know. I just don't didn't really feel like it. But uh, there's that. Also, YouTube Gemini underscore nineteen. Amazing. I have a different name for every single platform. That's the worst marketing technique in the existence of the world. But whatever. Uh, I have I have a I have a new video that I'm like in the process of making that I keep forgetting to actually finish. But it's like uh, the uh, mechanics of like precise and accurate mouse accuracy and stuff like that um how to use your mouse mm. with starcraft 2 and like how to actually get really good mouse accuracy stuff like that that's going to be up on my youtube eventually i hopefully you know within the next week i hopefully this is me trying to guilt myself into, into doing it so you know hold me accountable I'm, I'm looking forward to the mouse accuracy thing i actually had some talks with you about that it was really yeah, interesting yeah, yeah. your points of view and everything so let me know when you're when you have that out i want to i want to check it out for sure, yeah. So that's that's I don't know, that's me basically. You can look at me there. Uh, also, awesome. shout out to all things Protoss. If you want to know how to learn how to play Protoss, there's a bunch of people over there on Reddit mm -hmm. uh, to help you out. And right. yeah, all right. Team Liquid, you should sign Chop. <laughs> all right, thank you much. Special. Uh, how about you? Where can people find more? Okay, so um, here comes a big one. So you can follow me on my Twitter, especially too. 
my Instagram, especially YouTube, my YouTube, special TV. Believe it or not, I made a YouTube and it's going to roll. It's going to be a big YouTube. Just wait. Nice. The biggest, and the biggest you've ever seen. You can also follow me on my Twitch where I stream daily, basically, which is special underscore, basically, on Twitch. And I think that's the place that you can follow my content and my stuff. And I just want to thank to my team is excellent for always helping me and they always been very supportive and so if you guys want to check him out you all, it's called team exxon and yeah just having thanks for having me here Tosis. is finally back after many many time but i'm back yeah yeah thanks for coming man all right and uh that's about it that's it for me uh thanks for watching guys and we'll be back with the pylon show next week we'll see you then <laughs>